Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> How many of you, every holiday bone in your body is just screaming that we're talking about Christmas before Thanksgiving? All right. All right, we're seeing some hands. Well, deal with it. We're talking about thanks- Christmas. All right. Uh, turn your Bibles uh, as we jump into Luke chapter 2. Appropriate passage. Uh, in fact, the passage, that, that song, that verse that we just sang about is, is from. What we want to do tonight is we want to team up together. This is very much kind of like a team meeting. Um, I've just recruited you all into an outreach event, and, uh, and we're going to talk about what that looks like. I'm getting the signal from the back to unmute. There we go. Um, uh, what that looks like, why we're doing it, not just the event itself and the details of it, but the philosophy behind it. What's the why behind the what? Uh, it's, it's, it's much easier to get involved in something if you know why we're doing it and, uh, and how it's in line with, with our purpose as a church. And so we're going to talk about that, and, uh, and, and hopefully we can all rally together to really make this um, an effective uh, event for the gospel uh, reaching out to our community. Uh, Luke chapter 10, or sorry, Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. As the angel appears to the shepherds, what was the message that the angel said to them? He says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. You know, at the very beginning of the Christmas story, there is a gospel call. The announcement of Jesus' birth comes with an invitation. In fact, when you you say that, when the angel says, I bring you good tidings, guess what that Greek word is? It's the word for gospel. So really, what what is the angel saying? He says, I bring you the gospel of great joy. The gospel of Jesus from the very beginning is something meant to be proclaimed. And the angel, when he first announced the birth of Christ, is proclaiming the gospel. And so it's good tidings. This verse tells us that this gospel is a gospel of great joy. This is news that we carry that is joyous. And how often are we hesitant with the gospel message because we, we don't want to make people uncomfortable. We see it as an unpopular message, and it is an unpopular message to many. But have we forgotten how joyous this news is that Christ came to earth for you? These, this is good tidings of great joy. And the angel said that this is a gospel for all people. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And this gospel message that we have as a church is for everyone. It is for everyone in Palm Bay. It's for your neighbor, your coworker, for all people. Jesus was born, it says in verse 11, unto you. Jesus was born for you so that he might live for you, and he lived so that he might die for you, and he died so that he might rise again for you. What an incredible message we carry. And our goal as a church is not only to embrace that message for ourselves and grow in that message for ourselves, but it's to proclaim that message to those around us, that we want to be a church that is a light. We want to be a church that's grounded in the truth, that's building up each other in love, and is a light to those 
around us. And so along those lines, our goal, our plan as a church is to host a community Christmas festival on December 8th for the purpose of reaching our community around us for the gospel. And so we want to talk through a little bit of the philosophy of why we're doing this. And again, it seems strange that we're talking about Christmas in the middle, the beginning of October. I mean, this is pumpkin spice season, right? What are we doing talking about, uh, you know, peppermint season during pumpkin spice season? Well, we want to think of it ahead of time. We want to be thinking ahead and planning ahead and considering why we're doing it and why we're doing what we're doing. And, and it all begins with our mission as a church. And we've gone over this, and perhaps you remember what that mission is. But our mission as a church is to glorify God by gathering and growing disciples who advance the gospel together. And if you were to place this event, this outreach, under one phrase in that mission, well, it should be obvious which one that would be, right? advance the gospel together, that we together are seeking to advance the gospel. And, and as we consider our direction as a church, that church life should be in line with our mission. That as we consider what our mission is, we should look at the life of our church and say, and see clearly, we are on a trajectory. We are growing toward our mission as a church. If you were to see this visually. This is kind of how I, I visualize it and picture it uh, as a pastor, as I work through, how do we get from where we are to where we need to be, right? As we consider our mission that we're gathering and growing together, it all begins with that clear perspective of this is, this is where we need to be. This is who we need to be as a church. We need to be a disciple-making church. We need to be a truth-telling church. We need to be a gospel-advancing church together. And once we get that clear picture of who we are, as a, who we should be as a church, the next step is to consider, well, where are we? Where are we right now? And assessing, you know, where, where are we strong in? What, what is, where do we see God's grace uh, really clearly in our, in our body? What, what are our weaknesses? Where do we need to grow in? What do we need to pursue more? And the goal, the life of the church should really be, and this is going to be a really complicated graph, but stick with me, from there to there, all right? All right, I thought of that all by myself. Um, <laughs> that the life of the church should be progression from where we are to where we should be going. And I know that's not complicated, but a lot of times what churches do is they just do stuff, right? And there's no clear, well, where, where are we going? What's your mission? There's no clear understanding of where are we? There's no honest assessment of what are we, what are we, see, what are we doing well? How do we need to improve as a local body? And so, as simple as this is, this is not often a course that we as, a church, we as churches follow. Where are we? Where do we need to be? How do we need to get there? And along those lines, from the, process, from the path from where we are to, to where we need to be, there are barriers. There's things that get in the way, right? Um, what, are, what are the things that make that path difficult? Um, you know, we, we did this exercising with our deacons, right? We think, come up with the, the barriers, the potential, uh, you know, issues that, that, that might stop us, right? And one thing that came up often is space, right? We're, we're, we're cramped, right? That's one thing that came up. Other, there's a lot of other things that came up as well. But as, do we have an honest assessment of the things that are, that are keeping us from where we need to go? And then what strategies, what, what things are we going to put in place to overcome those barriers, and so that's, that's the direction of, 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 of the church as a whole. But as we consider just this narrow area, 
that we are seeking to be a church that advances the gospel together, right? You can look at multiple components of our church, from disciple-making to worship to, to, to anything. Let's look just at advancing the gospel together. All right, we know what we, are, what we need to be. Where are we now? Would it be honest, would it be fair to say that we need to grow in our gospel advance in our immediate area? I think, I think that's, I mean, we have to grow in every area, right? I think that's fair to say. And so this, this event, which is just one thing, this is one thing, this is not one event that solves the entire issue and, and, and hurdles every barrier, and all, all of a sudden we're a gospel-advancing church. That's not what this is saying. But it's one tiny component. It's, it's one thing to, to move us in that direction. And so our mission, our direction, and then our involvement. What does it look like for us as believers to be involved in the mission of the church? Well, the, the scripture is clear that we as a church, individual members of the church, are, are united in mind, united in purpose, um, in, of one mind on the truth of the gospel, working together. To say that participation is a given, which it is, it should be, this is not to say that, that you're at fault if you don't attend and get involved in every possible thing we have here in church. That's not what I'm saying. Right? That if you're not involved in every little thing, you're not being an effective member. Involvement in the mission of the church is not equal to involvement in a particular activity. And so by expounding this idea in this event, I'm not seeking to guilt people into getting involved with this particular event, even though I roped you all in here and I'm doing this in an evening service where you're all a captive audience, all right? But I want to at least challenge our baseline approach toward involvement in church. This is on the philosophical level before we even get to the event. Someone who is committed to participating in the church will look for opportunity knowing that he or she cannot do it all. There's some events that they will do, some events that they will not do, some ways they'll get involved, some ways they will not get involved. But a, a, a member of the church will look for opportunity. They'll consider it his own, the church's mission to be their own mission. And someone who's not committed to participation might be someone who has to be dragged into involvement in a particular thing and considers himself to be doing the church a favor. And I think that's the mindset we want to avoid as believers, that if I, if I serve, right, if I get involved in any particular ministry, not, to, not this one, but, but generally speaking, if, we, if, I, if, I, if I have the mindset of if I get involved, I'm doing the church a favor, right? Well, then we're not viewing the body correctly. And that's exactly what we are. We're a body. Romans 12, 4 through 6 says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individuals members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. So consider the analogy of a, of a body. Are the feet doing the body a favor by walking? No. That's what feet do. It's assumed that feet will walk. Is, is the nose doing the body a favor by smelling? No, it's assumed that noses will smell. You are a member of the body of Christ, and it's assumed in Scripture that you function as a part of the body in accordance with the gifts given to you. Secondly, we're a family. 
Ephesians 2.19 says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. You're not doing your family a favor by being a part of it or showing up to family events, although there might be some teens in here who might think that they're doing their family a favor by showing up, right? But you're just being family. This is what you do. Sometimes we have volunteer interest meetings over the, in the fellowship hall for events like this, right? Why, why, bring, why bring this into the evening service? Because we are a team. We are a family. We are a body. And if we're going to pursue something like this as a church, why not at least let the whole church know about it, in with the process, in with the reasoning, so that those who can be involved and are able to be involved can be involved. And so, what is the Community Christmas Festival? We're going to get into some details here, but, the, but I want to talk through a little bit of what it is and what it isn't. All right? The basic idea that we're seeking to do is, is on December 8th in the evening, we're going to turn our grass field over here into a Christmas festival, and we're going to have some Christmas-themed activities and things like that for kids and families to do. Uh, there'll be refreshments like hot chocolate and things like that. And uh, just an open field, interactive, kind of a, a you know, fair festival type, type uh, scenario. There'll be caroling and things like that. Uh, and then as, as that wraps up, we're going to be, we'll be inviting everyone, guests, to, to join us into the church building. And we'll have a, we'll have a drama for them, preaching the gospel. Um, and an opportunity, again, to interact in a more uh, uh, friendly environment. And so that's the overview of it. What it isn't? What is, what is this event not? Well, number one, this is not simply a fun carnival to take your family to on the weekend. It's not what this is designed to be or meant to be. And secondly, this is not meant to be an attractional, seeker-sensitive tactic meant to win people to Christ through gimmicks. You say, I don't know, it kind of sounds like it. Let me tell you why it's not that, all right? What is it? What are we seeking to do? What we're seeking to do with this event is to create a welcoming and hospitable environment to allow God's people to love our community with the purpose of sharing the gospel. That's what this event is for. So, in other words, it's not an event, hey church, you get to bring your kids, and you get to have some fun, and drink some hot chocolate, and maybe you'll see a guest there, and you can say hi, right? That's not what this is. It's also not, hey church, check us out, we're a super fun, awesome, cool church. And if you join us, we'll be doing like this, stuff like this all the time, right? That's not what we're trying to do. And so a couple points here. The environment. We want to show hospitality to our community. This event is meant to be designed to show hospitality to the lost around us. Those who hate the church and hate Christ need to experience the hospitality of God's people. Those who are indifferent to church and don't know much about Christ need to experience that hospitality. Those who have been hurt by the church and have a wrong view of Christ need to experience hospitality. And so therefore, we, we're creating an event that clearly communicates an outward focus on showing hospitality. We, we're, we're making an event that communicates, we're so glad that you're here. So the environment. And secondly, it provides opportunity. Evangelism is best done by individual Christians bringing the good news of Jesus into their normal lives. We want to provide individual Christians with opportunity to have those normal interactions. 
So in other words, this is not an event where it's come, bring your friends, sit them down, and we will give the gospel to them. Now we're going to have a drama, and there'll be gospel involved and all that, but that's not the main thrust of the event. It's we're creating an environment of hospitality to allow you as believers to come and to interact with the lost for the purpose of sharing the gospel. And so we need to attend this event on a mission that we're not looking for our friends when we come. We're looking for guests. You're introducing them to your family. You're showing them what's around. You're asking them where they're from or how long they've been in Florida. You're interacting with them. We're giving opportunity. And then thirdly, conversation. Your goal is to seek opportunities to explain the gospel to non-Christians. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. This is a time of year when the, that the gospel story is already in the air. It's already kind of part of the season. But a lot of people don't really know its significance. You know, we just watched a video about how there's so many people in India who have never heard the gospel. Isn't it sobering to think there's people right over there that haven't heard the gospel? And there's a church right here. The gospel's right next door. And so, as the gospel story is already in the air, we're coming to this event seeking to form connections that produce gospel conversations either in the moment or later. And so, how do we keep this focus? How do we keep it from turning into what it's not supposed to be? Well, here's some reasons, some ways that we're doing that. We're not adjusting our regular worship in order to cater to the tastes of the seeker. Our worship gatherings are for believers to exalt Christ through their worship. And so we don't want to give people the impression that our Sunday services are for the seeker, because they're not. They're for God. And therefore, we create a separate event that is distinctly designed for our community. It's outside, right? It's, people don't have to come into the building. It's right, it's visible, it's, it's, it's available to all, it's open to all. And so we create this event that is distinctly designed for them. And we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some Christmas-themed activities. But even these activities should be connected to our purpose. And therefore, we create even our activities that actually provide opportunities for conversations. Let me give you an example. We're thinking up some different booths and things like that that we can have. One thing that we thought of was, what if we did a Joseph's Carpentry Shop? I don't know if you've seen that uh, Home Depot, the first Saturday of the month, will kind of have like a kid's construction craft, and they'll have these pre-cut-out blocks of wood and, and screwing them together and painting them, things like that. That kind of idea. Something for the kids to do. And guess what? While the kids are doing that, what are the parents doing? They're standing around, and they're waiting, and they're watching. And so what would, what would we call Christians to do? Bring your kids over to that thing, have them do the craft, and you're standing there with the guests, you're interacting, you're talking, you're meeting them. And so everything needs to be intentional for the purpose of sharing the gospel. So the, really, the gospel engine is you. It's us. That as we approach this event, we are looking for opportunities to share the gospel. So what's the plan? I talked through the, the general overview 
of what the event is and what we're seeking to do. I kind of gave a basic schedule that it's going to begin outside. It's going to be out in the grass field, a lot of interaction. We're going to have the, the church property decorated in lights and things like that. And then, the, again, the, the, the format, the layout, is going to be uh, booths around the perimeter of the grass field. We'll probably have some refreshments and foods, things in the middle. Big open area for people to interact with. And then the activities. Let me share with you some of the activities, because there's going to be an opportunity after we conclude here for you to actually sign up for some things if you want to get involved and help out. What are some of the things that we're hoping to do and we hope to do beyond this. And there's opportunity for you to be involved in that. We mentioned things like Joseph's Carpentry Shop. I, I've been looking for someone who does donkey rides, because that would be fun. You know, Mary's donkey ride or something. Um, we thought we could do a, a, uh, a dodgeball arena, but with s- fake snowballs. Like you can buy fake snowballs that you can throw. You get a bunch of those, a couple hundred of those, and form a little arena. Have a good time with the kids that way. Um, Christmas photo booth, you can buy interact, you can buy fake snow that is, you know, it's weatherproof, make a little sandbox for kids that they kneel around the outside, and you have, you have toys and things like that, and set up little Christmas scenes, things like that, again, things that are family-oriented, that allow parents and people to interact with each other. And so the question is, what, what ideas do you have, right? In addition to these ones that we're thinking up and planning up, what ideas for booths do you have? How could you use your gifts to add to this event? We mentioned uh, refreshments, things like hot chocolate, snow cones, right? Snow. I, I'm basically trying to get as much snow into this as possible because we don't get much down here. I, uh, uh, Christmas cookies. Oh, another booth idea that we had is um, uh, an ornament decorating station. Kids can have a blank ornament and they paint the ornament and things like that. Again, opportunity for you to interact with uh, guests as they arrive. So how do we volunteer for this? What ways can you help out? Well, there's some specialized opportunities, like caroling or being part of the drama that's going to be inside. Uh, Those are things that uh, probably Pastor Paul will be asking people for, so um, if you're really eager, you can talk to him, but otherwise he'll take care of those things. But some specific opportunities that you can be involved in As you notice, when you leave tonight, I want you to check out the tables because there's four different tables with four different opportunities for you to be involved. First of all, there's the pre-event setup. Pre-event setup. And there's two things to this. First of all, there is Christmas lights. All right? So if you have any experience stringing up Christmas lights outside, which is not me, all right, um, then sign up for that. This This is stuff that would happen before the event itself between Thanksgiving and the event. If you have experience with that, you can lend a hand with that. Tom Briquette has volunteered to help with the connecting to power side of things. Uh, but if you, if you don't mind climbing up on ladders and stringing things around palm trees and all that stuff, uh, you can sign up for that. That'd be a good opportunity. Also, if you're handy and you want to help constructing the booths, like if when I mentioned the Joseph Carpentry shop, you're like, ooh, yeah, I could do that. I could, I could, I could you know, carve up some pre, pre-blocks, you know, pre-made blocks of wood, things like that. Um, I could sign up for that. Um, another thing that you could sign up for is Christmas decorations. So if you want to help decorate the inside of the building, if you want to help decorate our exterior photo booth that we're going to have uh, with, with Christmas-themed decorations, there's that opportunity for you. As I mentioned, the different booths at the event, you can sign up and volunteer to, to run a booth. You can sign up and volunteer to organize and plan for a booth. 
If a particular booth idea that I mentioned interests you, you can put that. There's a comment section in the, in the sign-up sheet. You can put that in there. Or if you have your own idea that you think would be good for a booth, you can put that in the comments. Hey, have you thought about this? And then finally, food and refreshments. If you'd like to sign up for food, help out with that, uh, you're welcome to do, though, do that. Now, a couple notes about signing up. First of all, um, you can sign up for as many things as you want. Right? This is not committing you to everything you sign up for. This is saying, I'd be willing to help out with this. That gives us a list of people that are willing to help out in different areas, and then we'll look at that list, form a team, reach out to you, ask if you'd be willing to serve in that way. And then with each list, there's an opportunity for you to check either organizing or running or volunteering. Right? So if you say, you know what, I could help lead an area here. I could help lead um, the, you know, the lighting. I could help lead the food. I can help lead the organization of the booths, mapping things out, anything like that. You can check that box. So if you just want to say, I, I can be there for the day, and I can help run a booth, or I can help, um, I can help with uh, Christmas decorations, you can sign up there. And again, um, this is something that this is an interest form, a willingness form, and then we'll uh, recruit from that list. Sign up for as many areas as you like, even if they overlap. Indicate if you'd be willing to either help organize or volunteer, or both. And then volunteers, volunteer groups will be recruited by the leadership based on the sign-up sheets. And then our overall commitment. As we look ahead to this event, what, what is every single one of us doing, regardless of whether you sign up for one of these four things or not? Well, number one, in a sense, we're all signing up. If you show up, to this event, you're on the team, and you're attending the event with a purpose. And so again, I encourage you to, 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 when we come to this event on December 8th, to show up ready to look for guests and interact with them and show them the hospitality of Christ. We encourage you to invite people ahead of time. We'll have invitations, things like that, opportunities for you to invite. Show up with the express purpose to interact with guests and form relationships and look for follow-up opportunities. Maybe you take a couple of those Gospel of John evangelistic studies and say, my goal coming to this event is to meet someone and set up some meetings to go over the Gospel with them over the next few weeks. Maybe it's something like that. But be praying, and that's the most important thing. Right now, be praying. This is going to be a thing. This is literally a little over two months away, which is crazy. All right? And there's a lot that's going to have to go into it between now and then. So be praying that the details would come about. Pray that this would be an effective, um, effective ministry. Pray that it would not turn into what it's not supposed to be, but it would be, it would be, it would be intentional, and it would be an effective uh, event for the gospel. We're excited about this, and we hope this is something that we can all join in on and, and, and do together. And the more people get involved, the better it will be. And again, if you have ideas, if you're like, ooh, what about this? What about that? What about this booth? I have this idea. The, the more the merrier. We're excited to hear what ideas you have. Um, and you'll be hearing more about this uh, in the weeks to come. If you have any questions at all, you're more than welcome to. Oh, we have a question right now. Go ahead, Rebecca. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yes. We haven't made it to that step yet, but those are all good things to keep in mind. Absolutely. Yeah, th and that'll be another important element, just to the, the traffic and, the, and organizing and, and even, you know, barricading off the field and, and funneling people to the right spot. All of those details will have to go into it. Yes. Harry. Are you intending to get the word out? 
as many different ways as possible. So we'll have, we'll do social media stuff, we'll do things on our website, we'll might make a video for it, we'll have um, invitations for church members to um, to be passing out. We'll, we'll put invitations in the, in the guest bags of people that are coming. So any way that we can get that word out digitally or in, in print, we'll, we'll seek to do that. And if you, have, if you have your own ideas, hey, I have this opportunity that we could use to get the word out, again, let me know. That'd be great. Door hangers, yeah. We'll probably blitz neighborhoods with some door hangers and let them know. And, uh, and that's always a lot of fun. So uh, any other questions? All right. Here. Yes, sir. How about the breeders? Just, just people that they purpose to find those new people and just uh, welcome them. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I, um, on one hand, we all should be greeters, yeah. right? But uh, having some, especially maybe just some people that are identified, right? So guests can ask questions and, and know this person knows what's going on and they could be that friendly face. So absolutely. And again, anything that I say, that if, if, if there's an area of ministry that isn't one of these four categories that I didn't mention, just go to one of those sign-up sheets, write your name down, and in the comments say, I'd love to help out in this way that maybe you haven't even mentioned. All right? uh, so, so again, I know that there's a lot that goes into it that I might, might not even have hit yet, um, but feel free to, to contribute those uh, in your sign-up. Any, any other questions? All right. Well, I'm excited and uh, excited to see what God's going to do through this. Let's go ahead and pray for it, all right? And then we'll sing one more Christmas song before we just, we'll, we'll take a break from the Christmas spirit for a little bit, uh, and we'll start focusing on Thanksgiving and all that and pumpkin spice uh, again, all right? But we'll pray one more Christmas song and uh, before we dismiss. And then once we dismiss, head back to the tables, take a look at those, and uh, again, express your interest by putting your name down in one or more of those areas. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to advance the gospel. We pray, Lord, that you would use our church uh, to be a light to those around us. Um, Lord, that we would take this, the good tidings of great joy that's for all people to our community, that we might see people saved, that we might see people joined to our church as we seek to grow and toward maturity in Christ. Help us to be a, tr a church that's united in truth, uh, united in worship, and united in evangelism. We thank you for the opportunity to be stewards of your gospel.